Hello, and thanks for tuning in to Beer and Fear. In the episodes ahead, we explore the ominous, unnerving, frightening, and sinister. We also handpick, introduce, and enjoy a new beer to go along with each episode. Our hope is to broaden your horizons of the scary, mysterious, and macabre, as well as the limitless world of craft beer. If you enjoy starting new podcasts from the very beginning like I do, you might notice that we have a tendency to ramble on during some of our earlier episodes. At the time, we were still trying to feel out our average episode length, and we often spent more time filling time than staying on topic. For some, off-topic discussion isn't a big concern when listening to podcasts, but we recognize that others enjoy episodes that are more direct and straight to the point. Our more recent content has definitely struck a good balance between beer talk, spooky tales, and irrelevant banter, and we hope that as we continue to dial in our format, our episodes become much easier and enjoyable listens. While we thought about editing some of our earlier content, we felt it would be disingenuous to change history to how we currently see fit. So, we kept our old content exactly as it was recorded. Throughout each episode, you'll hear us mention various links you can visit to view the content we've curated just for you. While some of these may still work, we've done some moving around online, so the best way to experience everything in one place is at our website, beerandfearcast.com. We hope you decide to stick around to explore some of our newer material. There's a lot to unravel in the realm of horror and beer, and our first few episodes merely skim the surface. So, grab your favorite brew and dim the lights as we welcome you to Beer and Fear. Well, I mean, we gotta open. We gotta open this podcast somehow. We gotta start episode one somehow. I mean, I gotta say, you know, not not exactly like my recording, but we gotta at least welcome people. Oh, uh, drop it off with like, sup, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy, motherfuckers. <laughs> <clears throat> welcome to motherfucking beer and fear. <laughs> you said don't cuss as much. <sighs> Welcome to the first episode of Beer and Fear. My name is Paige. I'm Zach. And we're going to spend the rest of the day talking about ghost stories. Hell yeah. We're doing it. We're finally doing it. We talked about doing a podcast for a few days. And uh, it was probably more than, more more like a couple weeks. Been talking about doing a podcast. Been talking about it longer than that. And uh, I'm glad that we're finally doing it. I'm glad that we're here together. I'm glad that you're here. I'm glad that we made this commitment to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very excited. You want to tell me about your day? <clears throat> well, my day was okay. Um, I didn't. I didn't do much of anything spectacular. I had work today. Work was okay. I was exhausted. I woke up at three a.m. Um, there wasn't a lot going on today. Um, I feel like I'm just working way too much. Um, saving a lot of money, which is great. Mm-hmm. I'm saving more money than I've ever saved in my life before. Um. But I'm I'm really fucking exhausted, and uh, I desperately need a vacation. And I got a vacation coming up next month, which I'm really excited about. Going to Michigan, I'm gonna have a lot of fun. I got uh, nine days off, mm. uh, like the second to last week of August. It was a good day. It it was just nothing exciting happened. Um, it was just just about the same as it has always been. Uh, but I'm glad that. Uh, we're finally making time to do this. I think this will be great. This is, uh, in my opinion, a better way to spend our time than uh, 
playing World of Warcraft Look, all the time. Hold up there, bub. <laughs> I like World of Warcraft. I like World of Warcraft too. I've just it's really it's taken over my life. Um it 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 has not even taken over your life. We haven't played in like a week and a half. Yeah, but when we we were seriously playing for a while and I enjoyed every minute of it, it's just I get to a point where I feel like I'm just wasting so much time and I I could be doing better things with my time, but in reality, I have nothing nothing else better to be doing um just working and coming home and then uh, it's fun, and I want to go back to it because you know there's there's stuff that we're doing on there that I I feel like we've been neglecting, and um, we we could I mean I've I have no problem going back and and playing again. We're so close to hitting level forty, we're like three bars away. We should at least do that. Yeah, we should. I uh, could have been level sixty by now. I know you could have. You 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 have a lot more time to play than I do, but not anymore. Um, <laughs> with, not with work now. That's true. I mean, that was a nice thing that was filling our time, too. It's like I I didn't have a break off work. Um, I worked through the whole um, first few months of the disaster that 2020 is. Um, but, yeah, I know you were off work for a while. Uh, what was it, like two months, three mm-hmm. months? Yes, they furloughed me. Two months. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy you're back, and I'm, I'm sure you're happy you're back. Um, and, yeah, that does mean that we don't have as much time anymore, unfortunately. However, I am I'm happy that we're finally getting together and doing this and I hope that we can make time every week, one day a week to sit down and record mm-hmm. and do this. I think it'll be good. Um just for a few hours, you know, once a week. I don't think that should be an issue. No, but I also so. think it's just fun. It is a lot of fun. I'm excited to see where it goes and if people actually listen and, and uh give a shit, you know. Mm-hmm. It's uh but uh how was your day? It was boring. I um accomplished all of one thing and that was buying beer that's all you did today i mean i went and got breakfast with uh, a mutual friend oh yeah you went to uh honey jam mm-hmm. i haven't been there in a while it was right next to the uh my first job was portillo's and we had a honey jam that was you, you could walk there it was in the same strip mall and that's the one you went to in bowling yeah right? i went to the bowling one um and i remember the first time i went there they have some amazing breakfast granted this was Look, years ago i went but... and got i did some day drinking <laughs> Good. I had a peach bellini and a watermelon mimosa. Ooh. And I chugged those. Hell yeah. So I did some pre-gaming. That sounds good. It was delicious. And I got this really good skillet with like these chocolate chip pancakes. And, you know, as a fat person, that was just... (laughs) (laughs) It was enough to put me in a diabetic coma. (laughs) I think think when I went there, I got chocolate chip pancakes. I remember them being excellent. They were excellent. Mm -hmm. I want to go back there. I mean... There's so many good breakfast places around, but Honey Jam is definitely one that I've been neglecting for a while. But uh, Breakfast is our favorite meal. It, it really is. I'd love to go back. We should go back sometime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So today was just boring. I didn't mm-hmm. really do anything. I was off work. They tried to call me into work. Hell no. <laughs> I was like, I have really important plans. Mm-hmm. You don't understand. I'm recording a podcast that no one listens We're to. We're professionals now. Yeah. We have um, an online presence. <laughs> Finally. Oh, my God. After all these years. I can be finally listened to on the internet. <laughs> People can actually care about me. Yes. Let me grow out a neck beard real quick and a fedora. They just pop out like what? Play-Doh. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know the Play-Doh toys where you'd like squeeze them and they'd like grow hair? Imagine that. Oh, yeah, yeah, But yeah. a fedora <laughs> and a neck beard. The I live in my mom's basement playset. 
I feel like that would make just some money. Just the whole fedora, Pierce. Yes. That's just amazing. a fedora. We should patent that. Just should take that idea. I feel like we should. Nobody take that. That's patented. That's Copyright. Ours. That's ours. Yeah, that's mine. Yesterday, not as good of a day. Mm. Why is that? Work was bad. It was mm-hmm. sucky. Not to say that today was amazing, but mm-hmm. I wasn't working. <laughs> and I met up with this gentleman. A gentleman. Yes, a gentleman from okay. Tinder. And you know what that means. Tinder. Yes. Mm-hmm. The best website ever. Social app? Dating app? Is it also... I think they have to have a website. I feel like they probably... I'm sure there's a website. There so you're not. You're is. technically not wrong. Can't say I've never... Um, I've ever been on a laptop and typed in Tinder before, though. Right. Not I, something... I won't correct you. They, they for sure 100% have a website. Just blindly agree with me. That's our entire friendship. That's what I always do. Mm-hmm. He's good to me. Mm-hmm. So we met up and immediately just invades the personal space grabs me by my by my chest and i'm just like oh hi right when you walk in nice to see you first thing pleasure to meet you first thing on the itinerary yeah yeah grab me by by the front of my chest like i'm a bike the front of my chest like the front of my chest (laughs) i said by the front of my chest (laughs) i could say boobs like i'm a bike yes like he was about to like like, I was like, what is it? Like, I don't know bikes. Like, a 10-speed bike, and he was about to switch gears to go up a mountain. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was just bad. It was a bad Tinder date. I'm sorry. It was awkward. Mm. Was you seen horrible. this guy again? No. Never. I didn't think so. No. Probably not. I got to say, these mics, especially when I get really up close and i start to use my podcast voice oh my podcast or my voice. radio voice my they radio sound voice. they sound phenomenal i wanted to uh in the first episode thank jack our friend our good friend jack oh uh, the boy the boy for, the son. for helping us out with uh all the gear and helping us get started we definitely couldn't uh have done this without him uh super cool guy and um he's uh he's great i miss him a lot i feel like i haven't seen him in a while has been a minute. Um, what else? What else is new? I feel like we talk we talk so much already that there isn't a whole lot. We talk very often. Should we should we not talk the the rest of the week that we're not recording? Yes, I agree. From now on, we can't talk to each other. Okay. This is the end of our friendship. Okay. It's been a sweet four years. Mm. Has it been four years? I feel like it's been more than four years. I also feel like it's been more than four years. I thought it was like 20, no. 20 years. <laughs> 20 long years. We met when we were five. <laughs> um, what was it, like 2016? I feel like I moved back here. Okay, well, that would be, that would be four years then. I feel like I moved back here in 2015. <laughs> I, think, yeah, I, think, I think it was right around 20, 2016 then. When did I leave Guitar Center? For those of you who don't know... Zach used to work at Guitar Center. I used to work at Guitar Center. I think I left. No, I left later than that. He was miserable. No, I enjoyed the job. It was fun. I just, I needed, uh, there were better opportunities out there that uh, supported me long term more than uh, Guitar Center did. But um, I think it was right around then. So I think it'd be about four years that we've been friends. I think it's longer than that. It was from womb to now. It certainly feels longer than that. It it's does. exhausting being a friend. It really is exhausting being your friend, too. Where else are we going to go with this? We could talk about the beer. We should go to the beer. It's beer and fear. So um, this episode, uh, Paige picked the beer. Mm-hmm. 
It was her job to pick a beer that tied in with our topic, which she mentioned before was zombies, which we will talk about eventually at some point. Um, so what is our beer this episode? So it's called Zombie Dust. Mm-hmm. It's from Three Floyds Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. They are located in Munster, Indiana. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? No. And I'm trying to remember what other beers Three Floyds make. I think I've had... Gumball Head. Yep. Yum Yum. Yep. Yep. I they remember They make a now. lot. Panzer Wolf. That's a good one. I don't think I've had uh, Zombie Dust, though. You're missing out. Hmm. Well, we're about to have it together. Yes. So this is how this podcast works. It is. Talk about beer and then drink it. Hopefully not get too wasted. I only got a six pack. Um. Yeah. I'm sh- that's, that's enough. Yeah. With two people. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Monster Indiana. Monster Indiana. Mm-hmm. It's a pale ale. Let's see. The art on it is comic book themed. A lot of their art on their uh, bottles are comic book themed. They had a whole uh, line of beers where the art was just comic book artists. I didn't know they did either. Yes. So Tim Seeley was the guy who designed the art for him. He's a comic book artist and writer. He's known for uh, work on books such as Grayson, Nightwing, and G.I. Joe. Um, yeah, I know. Wow. Your face, I yeah. know. Uh, I've had it before. I think it's pretty solid, but I like to go look at people's reviews mm-hmm. to kind of get an idea of everyone else's thoughts on them because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm beer picky. Well, everyone has their taste. Everyone enjoys their certain kind of beer. I'm sure there's a large demographic of people that aren't fans of pale ales and IPAs. So, What kills me, though, is we'll get into it, but this is a very hoppy pale ale. Okay. Which I just find odd. Okay. So, the description from the company's website is, This intensely hopped and gushing undead pale ale will be one's respite after the zombie apocalypse. Let me tell you, gushing, gushing. is not the word that I wanted to hear when I'm thinking about the beer I'm about this to drink. This beer is going to gush. It's going to gush. Ooh, watch so out. So buckle up, baby. <laughs> so then I went to look, because there's that website, Beer Advocate, where all the uppity people like to describe the... All the snooty beer people. Yes, the snooty, the, the snoots. They go and they, uh, they critique beers. Mm-hmm. So this one says, mellow, earthy, spicy hop aromas with ripe citrus fruit and caramel notes. You know, he's snooty because he said notes. Notes. Caramel malt and mellow. Spicy herbal flavors up front with toasted bready malt notes. Medium spicy bitterness through the middle, followed by earthy herbal hop and toasted bread crust flavors. Wow. Yes, he went into it. What a description. He went even into more detail. He described the color of the pour, which they all do. Uh It's hilarious to me. I don't Uh know why. So they're like, oh, it's a caramel, a caramel pour, and the, the froth really sticks to the side of the glass. <laughs> I hope to never be that person. It reminds me of wine people. I just never thought about people like that with beer. But, I mean, it's obviously, you know, you can describe any type of alcohol or really anything to this degree. Um, but uh, this, this is a new, uh, new realm of understanding for me. I've never heard a beer described that in depth before. It was just... Honestly, it was romantic. Mm. I really felt it mm-hmm. from, it was like Brewers Fan 97. <laughs> Thank you, Brewers Fan 97. You're truly a deep individual. Shout out to you, Brewers Fan 97. You truly know your beer. Mm-hmm. My foot's asleep. He's no, he knows what he's talking about way more than we do, so I trust him. Yes, he does. He was way more descriptive. We're just two assholes sitting on a couch describing mm-hmm. um 
beer and scary stuff. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure the first thing that's going to come out of my mouth after I drink the beer is it tastes good. <laughs> this is beer. Mm-hmm. It tastes like beer. You know what this is? Alcohol. Mm. Mm. That is definitely a beer. Mm. Do you want to go get it? Oh, are you done with your segment? Yeah, I took small. Let's grab the beer. Okay. Do you feel the ambience? Do I feel the ambience? Yes. <clears throat> what kind of ambience should I be feeling? The glasses clinking down oh, on yeah. the table. Yeah. We're really setting the, We're setting setting the, the tone. mood. Yeah. Um, I might, we might think about maybe having this ready so we don't have like an awkward pause in the middle of every episode. That's, That's probably a good idea. Originally what I wanted to do. Well, I just didn't want the beer to get warm. I want us to enjoy it while it's nice and refreshing and cool straight out of the fridge, you know, as, mm. as one should enjoy beer. Mm. Um, We're not policing how you should enjoy your beer. If you like lukewarm beer, I mean, that's you. Zombie dust. I don't it, trust you, but. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, I haven't, I don't think I've even seen this beer i didn't even know it existed i didn't know this this was something that three floyds made um and i definitely haven't seen the the design before on it It looks really cool i didn't know they were comic book yes so um, a lot of their a lot of their beers they did a line of them like i think panzer wolf is one of them um that they partnered with people in the comic book industry and got the art on it designed by them that's pretty cool the bottles always look awesome good on you three floyds um we need to invest in a second bottle opener right now we're going to share this one but i i envisioned us both opening the beer at the same time and you know got a paint can opener if you can somehow rig that to be a bottle opener i'd be really impressed you're not impressed with me on the regular i'd be more impressed okay that's fine i mean as long as i impress you sometimes Mm Excuse me as I rifle through my things. So you, you don't have... You should have a bottle opener on your keys. I have a bottle opener on my keys. Do you want to use that? I was just going to use this. Look oh, that. look at that. Yeah. Oh, does that... Have you successfully opened beer bottles with that before? No, but I feel like this is a good time to try. Let's give it a shot. Let's see how you do. If it works, shout out to Home Depot. Ooh, it's not going to work. Ooh. Sorry, Home Depot. You can't sponsor me anymore. Bummer. He pours his so nicely. Well, this has got a nice, nice amber pour to it. I think that Tom they guy said knew it. Notes Brewer, of caramel. Brewers fan ninety seven knew what he was talking about. Who's Tom? Uh, the artist. That's <laughs> I was Tim. Trying, I was trying Tim. To, Tim. Sorry, Tim. I was trying to remember the artist of the bottle. Um, My pour was better than yours. It was. I I have a lot of um, foam. He's frothy. Mine. Frothy. Cheers. Ooh. We have a lot of expensive electronic equipment around that we're going to try not to s- spill any beer on, but we'll see how long we can make that last. I feel that we'll be just fine. I'm the optimist in this group. I have not even sipped it yet. What are you, on sip two? No, that was one. Okay, That's fine. Very good. Okay, let me get my get my <laughs> lips, lips wrapped around this. What did I what did I say like two minutes ago? The first thing that I was going to say after drinking this. It's good. It's good. That's it's what good. I said. It's a beer. It tastes good. I like it. Um, definitely. <laughs> it's good. I like it. That was um, me sucking down some foam. Mm. You got a little foam in your mustache. 
Yeah. It's struggles of looking this handsome. Mm. Big boy over there. So. I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. It's just, it's so hoppy for a pale ale. And when you think pale ale, you don't usually, I mean, I don't usually think hoppy. Well, I, I, I definitely don't know really anything at all about beer. Um, but it was my understanding that pale ales and uh, India pale ales were generally hop forward. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's not necessarily the hop, so maybe that's the um, the bitterness, the IBU. Because I know I know for a fact that pale ales and IPAs are definitely higher on that scale than uh, other types of beer, uh, like wheat beer. I'll talk about this in in the next episode. I'll go all into IBUs. You just wait. Oh, just wait. Um, Buckle up. Baby, we were gonna talk about. Um, oh no, we were gonna we were gonna take our cover photo, but we wanted beer in our glasses first. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would look better as an image. I have no idea how we're gonna do it, or how it's gonna look, or how it, how it's gonna be framed. But I feel like it's gonna be a struggle. Um, should we should we like take a little break that we can cut out to do this now? Now that we have beer, okay. Okay, now we're drinking beer. Yeah. Man, we're all over the place. We really this is, are. It's a disaster of a first episode. I appreciate um, all the the two people that have decided to stick around and continue listening uh, through this because we've really just been bullshitting the whole time. We say the two people, but it was just two people from the start. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've lost fans. Have we done that? Are have we, we, are we, we negative? negative fans now? Is that possible? I think it is possible to be this negative This podcast fans. is just so awful that we lose people's interests i feel like yes that we didn't have to begin with <clears throat> i think we can do that i think we're that good i think we are i think that we should go into our topic though which is which zombies. is zombies <clears throat> so episode one we decided on zombies um i think that's a good place to start and that's very fitting for inaugural and an inaugural episode i feel like you were right the first time um i didn't say in i oh. just said for an for inaugural and that doesn't make any sense that does not no i'm sorry continue with your topic do we want to explain how our episodes are going to be broken down well um we did our beer uh the podcast is obviously called beer and fear as you should already know because you you clicked on it and you read the words that uh came up in front of your eyes and you should know the title title of our podcast yeah pretty sick logo um so um, every episode we, we introduce a new beer and we introduce a new topic and this topic is, uh, zombies and we're going to talk all about zombies and I'm going to kind of describe everything that there is to know and everything that you need to know about zombies. I thought initially it'd be fun, um, if, uh, if you guys wanted to join along to have some kind of, uh, drinking game where every time I say zombie, <laughs> You take a drink. Is that is that good? Will that get everyone considerably fucked up by the end of this episode? Because I, I say zombie a lot, actually. Okay, then you do it. I'll practice the drinking game. Oh god! And the I didn't audience do it. and I will be able to enjoy. This. I didn't want to do it. I still need to be somewhat cohesive by the end of this episode. I'll be fine. We don't even know how long it's going to be, but I don't think I'll be able to make it if I follow along by well, those we'll rules. We'll cut but, and edit some stuff. <laughs> but but you guys feel free to to, to participate at home. Um, I feel like zombies was a little bit uh, tricky to, to talk about because most everyone knows what zombies are. I mean, I, I'm not, I feel like I'm not providing 
any information that you don't already know about zombies. Like I can just say zombie and there's a picture that pops in your head as to what it is. But I'm going to describe it anyway. I want to know what the first image is for people. Because I feel like everyone has a different opinion of what an actual zombie is. Oh, I thought you were talking about like online if you were to, the first image that pops up online. Okay. Well, now I'm curious. What if you, if you Google zombie, which I'm going to do it right on my phone. Okay. What is the first image that pops up? It is, um, oh, that's scary. Hmm. This guy's scary. Oh, I don't like that. Is that like a Walking Dead zombie? It looks like a Walking Dead zombie. It's probably someone from Walking Dead. But the first, the first thing that actually came up in the search results was the, um, the Cranberry song, Zombie. Oh, I um, forgot about that song. Which I would play right now if we uh, knew that we weren't going to get sued. Yep. And uh, have to pay a, a pretty hefty fine. But um, you guys know the song Zombie. Uh, by the Cranberries, uh, great band. Um, I'm very. I'm, I was very sad when I found out the singer passed away because um, she's got such a great, unique voice. And I was never really into the Cranberries a whole lot, um, but um, I dig some of their stuff. Um, so, the Zombie by the Cranberries, and um, uh, actually, there's a Disney musical comedy that's called Zombies, which I didn't know existed. Isn't that like a kid show? Like, it's one of those, like, straight-to-Disney TV movies? I well, I yeah, it, it is a movie. I don't think it's a show, but I, I had no idea what it was. I was just... I punched in zombie on Google, and that was one of the first things that came up, too. Apparently, there's a musical comedy called Zombies. It's stylized in all caps. Um, and I didn't bother to, to look into that. That was the extent of everything that I needed to know That's about that. That's a solid that. decision. Right. Um, I don't think I'm interested at all about that, but... Um, I looked past that, and I actually did some decent research, so I'm going to talk about what zombies actually are. I need he's, a sip of water. He's much more organized than I am. I'm all over the place. Mm. What, a, what a Scorpio. I, I'm discovering that it's um, difficult to uh, speak with uh, drinking beer. Are you um, a Scorpio? I am a Scorpio. Oh, my God. It's like I know you. I was born in October. That makes me a Scorpio. A lot of people have very strong feelings about Scorpios. A lot of people don't. I like. don't like them. Why? I'm kidding. I love you. Oh. <laughs> um, but uh, so what are zombies? Um, they're also known as uh, the undead, ghouls, or walkers, as made famous by AMC's The Walking Dead. I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, I have, actually. They're typically reanimated humanoid corpse. They're typically a reanimated humanoid corpse or a humanoid being bitten by another zombie and given the zombie virus. They're often portrayed with discolored, decaying, or rotting flesh, loss of limbs or organs, unhinged or dislocated jaw, arms extended forward. I do want to say, and I apologize for your, ex your interrupting uh, during It's going to happen a lot. Oh, we probably. Extended forward. Um, mm -hmm. Zombies are like my biggest phobia. Your phobia? I am terrified of zombies. What? Yes, like I'm genuinely terrified of zombies. I didn't know that. I thought I told you this. No, I didn't know I that at I all. I thought I told you this when I you picked the topic. I don't remember that. I, Why are you scared of zombies? I don't know. I think maybe I watched a movie as a kid or something. Mm. And it's just one of those things, you know, where you see something as a child and it, 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 Emotionally it's, it's traumatic for sure. life. Yeah. Or like you have like a bad incident with something and you can't eat that something again. Uh -huh. or I follow. Like I can never eat cheddar popcorn again. <laughs> Do you remember what that movie was or what that thing was? That I think it was oh, 28 Days Later. That's a great movie. I actually talk about that movie later in my... Um, in after, my I, oh, after I'm done interrupting you. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, no, that's a, that's a good movie. That's one of my favorite zombie movies. Genuinely terrified of them. Mm-hmm. Because I feel personally that it is something that could happen, which mm-hmm. may make me sound crazy. But like, no, for the stuff that. that I go into, I feel like makes it seem like it could happen. Because mm-hmm. he and I both have different segments that we're kind of covering. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like it right. should you, be you shared. Did, you did, you did your, you have your zombie stories later on. Um, so no, I, no, I feel that hundred percent. Um, I never really thought of zombies as a thing that people had a, had a, you know, a phobia about and that people were scared of zombies because obviously zombies aren't, uh, yet a thing. I mean, I definitely think it could happen. Um, but, um, anyway, they're often, um, uh, yeah, often portrayed with discolored, decaying, rotting flesh, lost limbs on his jaw, uh, arms extended forward optionally. And a slow gait. Generally, they move uh, pretty slow. You ever wonder why their arms are extended forward? I think that's just balance. A, that's just a th- maybe balance. Yeah, maybe I think they suck at balance afterwards. But um, after they turn into a zombie, <laughs> after the, they just after, lose the whole balancing yes, skill. Yes, they lose their equilibrium entirely. That that could be that could be it. I don't know why. Um, common characteristics include uh, lack of free will, desire for human flesh or brains, inability to speak. Uh, limited mobility, little to no awareness of or theory of mind, and basic motor skills only. The air is on. It's a it's a toasty, comfortable seventy four degrees in here. So you're really just gonna call it out to everybody <laughs> that I'm warm. <laughs> so you're fanning yourself. Yeah, I'm a little warm. I can turn it down if you want. Um, less common characteristics than the ones that I listed are superhuman strength. Uh, they can be really, really strong. Superhuman speed, as uh, noted in 28 Days Later, the movie, uh, those zombies are fast as See, fuck. See, that's why I was so scared of them. Mm-hmm. I think that's one of the, I, it, I could be wrong, but I think that's one of the first films or portrayals of a zombie that that show them as being these fast humanoid creatures that just have unbelievable speed, like superhuman speed. Uh, it's pretty creepy the first time you see it. If you haven't watched 28 Days Later, I highly recommend it. Um, another less common characteristic is speech. There have been uh, portrayals where zombies can communicate and talk either with one another or with human beings. And cognitive awareness. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have seen my face. Uh-huh. It was the face of, I have a question. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So, I don't know the extent of what research you've done, obviously, but... Mm-hmm. Um, cognitive awareness and speech, where have they been portrayed to have speech? I haven't looked into that too much. Um, however, there are, um, and I talk about this later too with uh, some Resident Evil video games. I think I think when I was doing some research, I, I noticed that there was a Resident Evil game mm-hmm. out there that has zombies in it that can talk and communicate. Mm. And then I also uh, mentioned this is uh, the movie I Am Legend. Mm-hmm. Um I've seen that movie. Right, where they, they can talk. Now, however, they're not traditionally zombies. And again, I, I mentioned that. So They're well, weird. They are weird. Like they're weird, weird vampire they're zombies. Yeah, more, I'd say more vampires than zombies. But um, there have been some, some uh, portrayals of zombies where they can talk and are, you know. I do know there's that Netflix show, uh, Santa Clar- uh, Clarita. I've never heard of it. Oh, so it's a Drew Barrymore TV show uh, where she becomes a zombie, but with full cognitive thought. And like continue. What's it called? Santa Clarita. Santa Clarita. On Netflix or Santa Clarita Diet, I think. Okay. Uh, It's on Netflix, but Hmm. 
Just you know, just to share with everybody. Okay, well, yeah, to I add mean, to your Netflix there's list. There's another example. If you weren't aware of it, I'll have to check it out. Um, I've never watched the whole thing. I've watched a couple episodes, but basically, like, she still maintains cognitive awareness. She still is aware of her family. Would you recommend it to people listening? No. Okay. Don't <laughs> check it out. Do not look it up on Don't Netflix. Don't look it up at all. Don't waste your time. It's a waste of your time. Um, zombies are commonly created in one of two ways. Uh, they begin as a normal human and become infected, commonly done through biting uh, the whole science, you know, scenario where it's the you know transmission of blood or saliva or DNA or whatever. Um, there's also a, a more magical, supernatural theory of how they become the undead, and that's uh, reanimated corpses, and they just rise from the graves. Usually, some some uh, disease or toxic gas that like a witchcraft, right? Thing. Something like that, where they they rise from the dead in their graves and they become zombies. Um, the most popular and accepted way to kill or destroy a zombie is by damaging the brain or severing the head. Um, as zombies are already undead, you can't make them more dead by damaging their organs. Um, this is a quote from Encyclopedia Britannica. It is generally accepted that the impulse and drive experienced by the walking dead resides in the brain. Therefore, removing the head or otherwise destroying the brain-body connection will stop them. Because zombies are in most cases already deceased, it is usually deemed impossible to kill them by conventional methods such as gunshot, poisoning, or stabbing unless the brain is damaged or destroyed. Um, I think in every, every example of zombies that there ever has been, I think that's kind of been the case. Again, could be wrong, um, but most commonly known way to, to destroy a zombie is get the, head, get the head off, cut the head right off. Well, even then, if you have some portrayals um, they're still alive. Like in The Walking Dead, mm -hmm. they cut their heads off and they're like, I think they like put them on spikes and they're still talking. Oh yeah, where like the head lives the after. The head lives, yeah. Mm, like there's right. a there's an episode where this girl's obsessed with her husband who's been zombified and she keeps his head in a bird cage. Ooh. So like you have to get the brain in everything. It's like you have to get the brain. That's true. It's a great way to immobilize them because they true. don't have a body anymore. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in everything. Get the brain. Because I think the thought process is and this goes into some of my topic. Uh -huh. And that's why it's considered zombification is when you are losing all control over your own body. And your mm -hmm. brain is the only thing functioning. And that's right. what the parasite or the witchcraft or the uh, toxic gas takes control of. That makes sense. Because your brain controls your motor skills. True. Yep. So you got to get rid of the brain. That's a good point. Um, the uh, I included a section in, in my notes for a, a purpose. Because I feel like there's going to be some topics that we, that we talk about where it's like, why do these exist? What's the reason for them? Um, it doesn't really fit well with zombies. Uh, really, the purpose of modern-day zombies is not entirely known, though historically subjects were intentionally zombified in order to turn them into slaves, which I have uh, some information on later on, too. Um, they wander aimlessly until coming into contact with something they can feed on, like brains or human flesh, and really their only purpose is to feed on those things. Um, the reason why is not really known either in the, in the little bit of research that I did. Because um, I don't think zombies really need to have a reason. I think. Um, well, there's a lot of things in life that don't really necessarily have to have a reason to do mm -hmm. anything. Well, zombies is one of those. Exactly. Mm -hmm. They can if they hey if you if you dig human flesh and brains. Well, my question is, what's a mosquito's purpose for sucking blood? Well, 
Okay, should we go into this? Because I think mosquitoes actually have a really genuine purpose do they? in this world. I'm they asking. do. They do because I was curious because I fucking hate mosquitoes. I, I, they could. I think everyone can agree with me. Like they don't have a real purpose, and everyone thinks they should all just die. Um, but I'm I not think saying they should all just die. But I'm mm. just like, do they have a purpose? For sucking blood. Oh, for sucking blood specifically? That, I don't know. That's but what I'm saying. mosquitoes do have a purpose. They they do help with, um, it's kind of the same purpose that bees give, where, you know, pollination and, and you know, uh, uh But I feel like that plants. would be on a minimum level. Yeah, much less than bees, for sure. But, um, bees. <laughs> much less than bees, for sure. But, yeah, I... I don't know. But you get what I'm saying. Yes. Not yes. everything. And you said it too. Nothing Nothing has to necessarily have a purpose to exist. Right. And, and I'm sure, and again, that's the reason why I included it is because I know, I know some of our topics, there's a reason why it is. I think it's, it's because some of the things that we're going to cover, someone invented this thing. Someone designed this thing. Um, because and, th- and there's a reason behind it. There's a reason why they designed it. Um, with zombies, it's not really the case. It's just it kind of it kind of grew organically into something. Uh, just the fear of reanimated corpses. They don't really have a, a de facto purpose, but um, that's why they exist: is to feed on human flesh and brains. Um, hang on, I need a sip of water. He gets so dry mouthed. That's what I was saying before. It's like it's hard to talk. Um, with with hoppy beer. Have to agree. Speaking of, I need another one because um, my glass is empty already. He needs another hoppy beer. I'm going to wait until you're done with yours. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to finish mine. What? I don't like it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you waited this long? Well, you waited this long to say that you didn't like the beer? <clears throat> Our inaugural beer decision? I mean, well, you picked it. So. I did. I didn't think you were a fan of uh, pale ales to begin Not with. Not that often, well, no. They usually... The, the name is very fitting, so I'll give you give you props to that. I See, there was another one I wanted to get, mm-hmm. and it was only available during Halloween. Well, maybe come Halloween we can uh, we can do that. So, um, But I'll, I'll wait till you're done. I'll wait a little bit. Maybe I'll, I'll get a new beer when I'm done with my segment, but oh, which is in another two hours. <laughs> so the his, the history of zombies. Um, let's start with the etymology. The English English word zombie is first recorded in 1819 in a history of Brazil by the poet Robert Suthi in the form of zombie spelled Z-O-M-B-I. It's actually referring to the Afro-Brazilian rebel leader named Zumbi and the etymology of his name in zombie. I don't know what any of this means, but I'm just reading my notes. The Oxford English Dictionary gives the origin of the word as uh, Central African and compares it to the Congo words Nzambi, N-Z-A-M-B-I, which means God, and Zumbi, which means fetish. So God, fetish, something, something, a blend of those two. It's a little weird. That is a little um, weird. In uh, Haitian folklore, Haiti, a zombie... Uh, is an animated corpse raised by magical means such as witchcraft. So it's got a couple uh, roots as far as the etymology and the, and the history of the word goes. Um, definitely we delve into the Haitian folklore a little bit uh, farther um, at, with this next bullet point. It's featured widely in uh, Haitian ritual folklore beginning in the 17th century, but it may have originated in ancient Greece. That's apparently the first, civiliza- first civilization Excuse me, that was terrorized by the fear of the undead. Um, I've got a quote here by History.com. Archaeologists have unearthed many ancient Greece uh, graves, which contain skeletons pinned down by rocks and other heavy objects, assumedly to prevent the dead bodies from reanimating. 
or they buried them alive. Or that. That's I, I didn't even think about that. That's They said, here's some heavy rocks. Yeah, some we, heavy rocks. We don't want you to come back Just up. Just chill out. Sleep with the fishes. Mm-hmm. Um, and zombie folklore has been around for centuries in Haiti, possibly originating in the seven, again in the 17th century, when West African slaves were brought in to work on Haiti's sugarcane sugar plantations, and brutal conditions left the slaves longing for freedom. Mm. According to some reports, the life, or rather afterlife, of a zombie represented the horrific plight of slavery. Another drink of water. I just feel like maybe you, you shouldn't drink beer. I'm going to have one more. Um, English professor Amy Willens has written that the modern concept of zombies was strongly influenced by Haitian slavery. Slave drivers on the plantations, who were usually slaves themselves and sometimes voodoo priests, because that's random, they used the fear of zombification to discourage slaves from committing suicide. Ooh, that is Mm. shitty. Yep. Don't want to be a zombie. Don't kill yourself. The Haitian tradition also includes an an incorporeal type of zombie, the zombie astral, which is part of the human soul. So there's this thing called a bokor, B-O-K-O-R. I think that's how you say that, bokor. It's it's a voodoo practitioner. And a bokor can capture a zombie astral to enhance his, his spiritual power. A zombie astral can also be sealed inside a specially decorated bottle by a bokor and sold to... Sold to a client to bring luck, healing, or business success. So they're just selling, like, empty bottles? Pretty much. <laughs> so instead of, like, a four-leaf clover, you'd have a zombie human soul back in the day. Oh, back in the day. Back in the day. Pretty cool stuff. I kind of want one. Um, it is believed that God eventually will reclaim that zombie's soul. So the zombie is a temporary spiritual entity. Pretty cool. Um, there's some roots in uh, African folklore now they say that the idea of a physical zombie-like creature is present um it is present in south african cultures where they are called oh gosh what is this word do your best zidashana let me see (laughs) okay i couldn't even tell you (laughs) x i it's x i d a c h a n e zidashane so i'm gonna say it in sotho and uh tsanga languages and Madakswane in the Venda language. I don't think I really need to include that, uh, include that uh, bullet point because it's not really important. Um, but in some communities, it is believed that a dead person can be zombified by a small child. Whoa. Yeah, these small kids running around just zombifying people. Whoa, whoa. Watch out. I'm confused by that. It is said that the spell... I don't know why it's small children. I don't know why small children specifically didn't Maybe really, that culture just fears children. It didn't... It could be. It didn't really explain that. I but, fear children. Uh, children are scary. Just We don't... Just avoid children in general. It is said that the spell can be broken by a powerful enough Sangoma, which is a South African healer. I actually have a picture of a Sangoma. I was curious as to what they looked like. Those are Sangomas. Why are they so cute? They are adorable. But also, like, I wouldn't fuck with them. No, they'll heal you right up. <laughs> you got an ailment, they'll They're going to get you. you. Mm-hmm. Um, Keep you healthy. They're pretty cool looking. I kind of want to be one of those in, in maybe a second life uh, sometime. That'd be what? fun. <laughs> I'm reborn as a Sangoma. Um, I think they still exist. I think, I mean, no, this is back in the day, but I think Sangomas are still a thing. Oh, that picture looked pretty recent. Uh, I mean, it was shot with a digital camera, so <laughs> I, would, I, I would think so. I mean, um, I'm just saying. 
It's also believed in some areas of South Africa that witches can zombify a person by killing and possessing the victim's body in order to force it into slave labor. Um, after rail lines were built to transport migrant workers, stories emerged about witch trains. These trains appeared ordinary, but they were staffed by zombified workers controlled by a witch. That's a dope job. Um, the trains would abduct a person boarding at night, and the person would then either be zombified or beaten and thrown from the train at a distance away from the original location. So you get on that zombie train, and uh, you're not <laughs> necessarily name. guaranteed you're going to make it at your destination. I'm going to just say, who gets on a zombie train? People are trying to get somewhere. It's like the Metro. If you get on the Metro, and then all of a sudden... You'll never get off. You're a zombie, and now then you're they a just me- kick you're you out. You're a Metro zombie. That's the worst. Where's your ticket, brain? <laughs> Don't laugh at that. See, that's another thing. In some episodes of, like, not episodes, what am I saying? In some uh, popular fiction, zombies can say brains. They go, brains. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I forgot that, I mean, if they are able to speak, that's the only one word that they know. Which, brains. Because that's what they want. I mean, if they want brains, they're going to make their point known that they want brains. Which is just confusing, because what does it give them? I should have I done some research on that. Sorry. I let you down. Um, you know, I'm okay with it just because I'm terrified of them. But I feel like the question like needs to be asked: like, what does eating brains? Yeah, do why for brains? Them? That's a good question. And then another popular fiction: they're shown to be eating just you know any flesh. Yeah, like skin and or stuff. They won't eat dogs. Like why? Why one and not the other, or vice versa? Like, and there's some popular culture where they eat animals, and then there's other um, where they don't. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know. They can zombify animals. I don't know, fans. How about you do that that research? Because I fans we don't I, have. I clearly let you down there. Um, I don't know, but that's that's a good question. Um, there's uh, a couple hypotheses as to uh, how zombies kind of uh, were born into the early popular culture. Um, the one hypothesis is voodoo, so uh, it's more of a chemical hypothesis. Uh, it's based in West Africa. It's practiced throughout Haiti and other countries with African heritage. Uh, some people believe that those Bokors, those Bokor dudes, they created uh, concoctions including zombie powder or zombie dust, colloquially, like our beer. Hey. They got some beer, and they got some herbs, shells, fish, animal parts, bones, and other objects. What animal parts? Uh, it didn't specify. Just a- I think anything worked. It was fine. They weren't uh, picky back then. Uh, this zombie powder or zombie dust contains a chemical called... Uh, tetrodotoxin, and that's a real chemical. It's apparently found in pufferfish, uh, tetrodotoxin. Uh, this neurotoxin may cause zombie-like symptoms in lower doses, but at higher doses, it can lead to paralysis and coma. This could cause someone to appear dead and be buried alive, and then later revived. So that could be one origin of zombies. Um, an article in the British Medi- Medical Journal, The Lancet, they mentioned a case of a Haitian woman who appeared to be dead and was buried in a family tomb only to reappear three years later. Her tomb was revealed, revealed to be filled with stones, like we mentioned before, and her parents agreed to admit her to a hospital. I found another, um, there was another quote, uh, which I think, I think it's talking about the same story. It could be a different uh, instance, because this is in 1937. Um, but uh, this person, her name is uh, Zora Hurston, while she was researching folklore in Haiti, she encountered the case of a woman who appeared in a village. A family claimed that she was um, a subject named Felicia Felix Mentor. I have a picture of Felicia. 
Everybody else think bye, Felicia. That is Felicia. Hi, Felicia. Does she look like a zombie? Not really. Well, apparently everyone thought she was a zombie. She looks like she's annoyed by these people taking pictures of her. Yeah, it's like, dude, get the camera out of my face. But um, she uh, apparently everyone thought she was a zombie because uh, she died and was buried in 1907 at the age of 29. So 1937... Uh, this woman just happens to reappear. And if uh, 37, uh, 37 plus 29, what's, that's another 30 years. So she'd be 60. And she doesn't look 60 in that photo. No. Uh, she looks about as old as she was when she passed away, about 29 years old. Um, but she apparently was examined by a doctor. And x-rays indicated that she did not have a leg fracture that the original Felix Mentor was known to have had. So I, we don't know if it's the same subject. Um, but it was a, it was a pretty weird thing. I guess she came back and everyone thought that she was this, this, uh, Felix or Felicia person. Um, I like that you've given her a different name. Well, her last name is hyphenated Felix, Felix Mentor. Hmm. Her first name's Felicia. Just a lot of F's. A lot of, a lot of F's. Um, but conversely with the chemical hypothesis with voodoo, there's a social hypothesis. Um, apparently some psychiatrists have argued a possible link between zombification and mental illness, specifically schizophrenia apparently during the time people with schizophrenia brain damage or learning disabilities were prevalent in rural haiti and they would likely be identified as zombies because of those ailments they kind of um i guess they looked zombie-ish hmm. um and then we go into the the modern zombie uh how they are uh, conveyed now in popular culture so uh zombies may have appeared in literature as far back as 1697 uh, but they were never referred to as zombies they I guess they just called them maybe spirits, ghouls, ghosts, whatever, because that's just kind of how they were resembled. They weren't cannibalistic fiends as as they are to you know as they're known now. Nineteen thirty one's Frankenstein was one of the first films that featured the theme of resurrecting the dead. Obviously, Frankenstein wasn't a zombie really, um, but uh, it, it's kind of the the first film that kind of introduced that sort of theme. Well, I mean, he's an amalgamation of resurrected corpses. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if... But he didn't, like, crave flesh. I would think Frankenstein, you think of monster. You don't think of necessarily... Yeah, so that's true. There is a little bit of zombie-ish with Frankenstein. Mm. Uh, that, and that was the first, uh, apparently the first representation. And then in um, a year later, there was a, a movie called White Zombie. It was considered the first feature-length feature-length zombie film. It's about a young woman's trans... If you haven't seen it. It's about a young woman's <laughs> transformation into a zombie at the hands of an evil voodoo master. Apparently, this uh, film has some Haitian origins, too. Um, and White Zombie, uh, in 1932, it's described as the archetype and model of all zombie movies. Fun fact, uh, Rob Zombie uh, also appropriated the name for his first band, White Zombie. If you didn't know, Rob Zombie's first band was White Zombie. Now we know. Now we know. Um, 1954's novel, I Am Legend, which we talked about before. Uh, not the movie, but this is the book that the movie was based off of, which I also didn't know. Which, um, spoiler, the dog dies. Uh, yeah. Okay, thanks. Thanks for... I'm, I'm depressed. <laughs> um but apparently there was a there was a novel called I Am Legend. It was um, it was influential in the modern development of zombie and vampire literature, though the monsters in the book and the movie displayed characteristics more similar to vampires, uh, much like the movie, um, oh, which I just said. Ignore me. 
Uh, many authors and directors later took inspiration from the novel, including George Romero's seminal Night of the Living Dead. Um, I have never seen that. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? You've never seen Night of the Living Dead? I have not. Dude. We should have watched that before doing this episode, because that, I mean, that's that's the um, the iconic. As someone who has a genuine fear of zombies, oh, do true. you think yeah. I actively search them out? I still think you should watch it, though, because it's, it's a cool movie. It's really old. Um, but it's it's one of the first you know breakthrough zombie films. It's it's super cool. Um, uh, but yeah, it, apparently I Am Legend was some inspiration for that movie. Um, and then author Stephen King even said uh, books like I Am Legend were an inspiration to me. Uh, some film critics also noted similarities to Twenty Eight Days Later, which we also talked about. Uh, Tim Kaine. Uh, who did not design the graphic on the bottle of the beer we're drinking. This is a different Tim. He is the producer, lead programmer, and one of the main designers of the 97 computer game Fallout, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you've heard of. Um, love me a good Fallout. Never played. Okay. Uh, this book was how, <laughs> he said this book was how an individual would handle thinking that he was the last survivor on Earth. So apparently it's a really good novel. Uh, it's really old. If you can get your hands on it, um, definitely check it out. Um, maybe I'll do that after this episode. I'll, I'll buy it and see if I can read it. But the, the movie was really good too. Um, okay. So all I remember from the movie theater, which I will not discredit. That was a great movie. Mm -hmm. Really good movie. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Um, all I remember was all of the women in the audience screaming for a shirtless Will Smith. Oh, of course. I mean, well, any movie with Will Smith in it, uh, it's obligatory. He needs to be shirtless at some point. I mean, that's what the people want, you know? Um, I'm looking up I Am Legend. I Am Legend came out, the movie, it came out in 2007. Um, it got a 68% on Rotten Tomatoes. So apparently it wasn't, it wasn't a uh, blockbuster um, breakthrough movie. But I, I enjoyed it. I know there's, there's some people that really hate it and really rip on I Am Legend. But I think it's a solid movie. Um, okay, so now we talk about Night of the Living Dead. Because, again, I mentioned this before. It was one of the most seminal, uh, iconic uh, zombie representations of its time. So on October 1st of 68, Night of the Living Dead made its way to picture with a budget of a mere $114,000. Um, I didn't do the, the, um, the, the currency, what's it called? Comparison? What, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, with inflation, you know? Well, $114,000 back in 68 is not a hundred, you know, you know what I'm oh, saying? Oh, yes. Yeah. Okay. Like the, yes. You know, I didn't, I didn't do the, the comparison of what that would cost now, but apparently it made $30 million, uh, from the box office, which is insane with that kind of budget. Um, and again, it largely solidified the modern conception of the zombie. The film was, it was a huge turning point for the horror genre and it was un- unlike any horror movie audiences had seen at the time. Film critic Roger Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times reported the kids in the audience were stunned. Who? The kids. No. Who's the film critic? Oh, is a guy named Roger Ebert. Ebert? Ebert. E-B-E-R-T. Roger Ebert. I just... I, I continue on that. Okay. I mean, I, I don't think anyone's really heard of him. I don't think he's that important. Nothing. No offense, Robert, but... um. You're cool and all, but you're, you're probably really old or, or dead at this point. Um, Dude, <laughs> he's like a really famous film critic. Wait, hold on. Is he? Is he still alive? <laughs> is no. he? I didn't know. I didn't know how famous he was. He's like a really well, famous you, film you, critic. You reacted to that like you had no idea who this no. guy was. So. 
Uh, no, I looked him up. He's really famous. Okay, he died in 2013. Rest in peace, Ro- Roger Ebert. I'm sorry, no offense. That was Ebert. Um, sure, Ebert, potato, tomato, whatever. Um, he reported the kids in the audience were stunned. There was almost complete silence. The movie had stopped being delightfully scary about halfway through and had become unexpectedly terrifying. There was a little girl across the aisle from me, maybe nine years old, who was sitting very still in her seat and crying. Jeez. Oof. It was a, a breakthrough um, for, for its time. So while the film never uses the word zombie, uh, it actually uses the word ghoul, uh, this film was the first to introduce the theme of zombies as reanimated flesh-eating cannibals. The film even helped coin its own term, Living Dead, which not only refers to the various forms of media involving Romero's depiction of zombies, but those particular zombies themselves. So Living Dead kind of became its own term because of this film, um, and it describes the zombies and and the the theme of those zombies um, from that point on. Uh, Night of the Living Dead is regarded as a cult classic, and the film is a, in its entirety can actually be viewed online for free. I was looking at the Wikipedia page for Night of the Living Dead, and I think you can watch the whole thing on the Wikipedia page. There's Damn. like There's a thumbnail, like scroll halfway down. You can watch the entire movie. It's crazy. Okay, while well, Zach talks, I'm going to watch the entire movie. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll pause for about an hour and a half while we watch the movie. Um, uh, Romero's film helped uh, pave the way. Oh, I have a typo in here. That's unlike me. It rolled my eyes. Gonna fix that. Uh, Romero's film helped pave the way for hundreds of zombie appearances in the years that followed. Many of the following zombie films helped expand on and add to the classic zombie theme. One example being 85's Return of the Living Dead, which is also a great film. I'm sure you've never seen before. If you haven't seen that of the Living Dead, um, you gotta watch it. I'll appreciate your tone. You gotta watch it. There's so many movies in this Living Dead uh, series that uh, are pretty good. Um, but apparently, that that Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead movie, uh, appeared or it featured zombies that hungered specifically for brains. So I guess that was one of the first movies in '85 that that featured uh, uh, brain zombies. Um, there was a decline um, of uh, zombies in popular culture. Uh, right around maybe after the 90s or so, but it did have a, a revival as well. So the Western world saw a decline in zombie interest in culture throughout the early, or throughout the 80s and early 90s, uh, 85 till about 92, 93. Um, films released around this time were less successful than their predecessors. It was kind of getting old. People were like, all right, yeah, zombies, we get it, fine. Just, it's whatever. Yeah, I get it. Uh, brains. <clears throat> brains, cool. Um, however, zombie-themed video games actually started making an appearance around that same time. So video games actually become, started becoming more popular than, than the movies. Uh, one of the most iconic video games, which I've uh, honestly never played, is Resident Evil. Um, oh my God! You've never, never played Resident Evil. Shut up! Never played Resident. <laughs> never played Resident Evil. Um, uh, it was released in '96. It's been credited with repopularizing and contributed to the revival of zombies in mainstream culture from this point on, leading to a renewed interest in zombie films in the 2000s, such as 28 Days Later and Shaun of the Dead, which is hilarious. Have okay. you seen Shaun of the Dead? Of course, I've seen Shaun oh of the my Dead. God. So funny. Um, I, it's, I mean, that's not to say that uh, zombie-themed video games were the only reason that zombies kind of came back into the, the spotlight, um, but I'm sure games like Resident Evil definitely helped that with that revival. Um, well, it's got a huge following. Uh, Resident Evil? Yeah. I, I, I need to play one of the games. There's, I mean, I didn't have any of the cool gaming consoles growing up. I had, I had all the Nintendo stuff. Did they release? Was, Nintendo, was it uh, zombie games on Nintendo? Mm. No, 
Resident Evil's on PlayStation. I thought it was PlayStation. I never had a PlayStation because I wasn't. Because uh, you're lame. I wasn't that cool of a kid back then. Um, but uh, oh, so t- uh, Twenty Eight Days Later, uh, great movie. Again, watch it. Check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, it introduced zombies that are more agile, vicious, and intelligent, and stronger than the traditional zombie, a trait that would appear in other films and video games from that point on. In 2010, The Walking Dead became, began airing on AMC, and by 2013, it had the highest audience ratings in the United States for any show on broadcast or cable, with an average of 5.6 million viewers Oh, it's popular as hell. in the 18 to 49-year-old demographic. It's, that's insane. I remember... I remember back then when, when Walking Dead blew up. I, I got hooked on it as well, just like the majority of the population that uh, were, were checking it out. I mean, it was such a great show. It did have kind of a decline later on in the in the future seasons. I, I think I stopped watching around season four, uh, something like that. The only reason I watched it, and it was recent, was because Jeffrey Dean Morgan is in it, and he plays a villain, and he plays that villain a little too well, and I'm, oh. I'm into it. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Does he? <laughs> Hit me with a baseball bat, well, please. <laughs> I think I think that's a good enough reason to, to go back to it. But. He's delicious. That's a reason <laughs> to go back to it. But I also like think back to like, because what what year you say it came popular in? Oh, uh, that was 2013. Well, it 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 was released in 2010. It debuted in 2010, and then by 2013 it was just blue. Right. So I'm mm-hmm. like flashing back to when I was like in school, right? And everyone would be wearing those stupid Walking Dead T-shirts, and everyone would talk about the Walking Dead. That like, was a huge thing. And then everyone would talk like when everyone was talking about Breaking Bad. Yep. I mean, I I got on that Breaking Bad train as well, but I, I, I have never watched a single episode. Oh, you gotta uh, Breaking Bad's so good. See, that's what I hate. You need to watch. What do you oh mean? Oh my god, you just gotta. It's so know, good. You I, don't I understand. I know. Well, I hate that too because everyone literally does it for every show ever, and uh, I mean the shows that they've watched. I mean, I'm doing it right right now with Breaking Bad, but there, I mean that's the same reason that I stopped watching The Walking Dead because at the time, I mean it's around the same time that Breaking Bad became a huge hit as well. It was around those same years, but there were just so many shows out there that I was trying to keep up with and Walking Dead just kind of, you know, fell under the radar. Um, unfortunately, it was it was a really good show. Um, it gets weird. Honestly, like most things trying to stay relevant, it gets weird. Yeah. Yeah, I well, I mean, I will say with Breaking Bad, I I would watch Breaking Bad. I I would feel better with you watching Breaking Bad instead of Night of the Living Dead. And Return of the Living Dead, you know, it's like that's how strongly I, I feel about I you needing to watch this. Okay, I outright refuse. Well, that's fine because I refuse to watch uh, Game of Thrones and Stranger Things. That's fine. Because, I don't watch Stranger Things. Yeah, so because everyone was annoying. As Game fuck of Thrones about had a horrible ending, and anyone who disagrees <laughs> can fight me. <laughs> um, where am I? Uh, oh, I included this uh, as a fun fact, uh, but it's not really fun because uh, someone dies. Um, <laughs> during filming of season eight in July 2017 of The Walking Dead, uh, stuntman John Barnecker, he was performing a 21-foot drop, but he ended up missing a padded cushion and instel- instead fell onto the concrete floor, sustaining a serious head injury. Although he was rushed to a hospital, his injuries were too severe and he was taken off life support the next day. AMC and the show's cast and crew expressed remorse for the accident, shutting down production for several days to deal with Bernacker's funeral. Did he come back as a zombie? Ooh, you know what? That'd be that'd bring this whole thing full circle. That would be full circle. That'd be insane. Um, I mean, that's that's still really sad. I, I feel I feel bad, John Bernacker, um, and and family. Uh, that's unfortunate. Um, and my last bullet point. Um, 
with, uh, with zombies and everything to do with them is, uh, again, despite a gradual decline, zombies are still pretty relevant in today's culture. Um, not as much as it was back in the Walking Dead days, but um, you can still find zombie games, plenty of zombie games. There are zombie walks where people just they dress up as zombies and just walk like a little slow-moving parade, <laughs> undead parade. Um, there's zombie camps, which I've always wanted to try. Have you heard about those? I have not heard of that. Well, so you know how people um, like paintballing, mm. you know? Um, it's essentially paintballing, but your targets are zombies. And oh, my God. You go to this camp go. and you get trained on how to, like, you get all this gear and you get outfitted with stuff and you get trained on, you know, okay, we got this zombie infestation, blah, blah, blah. Here's the mission. Blah. It's super cool. We need to go. Um, it's super. They try to make it as realistic as possible. And they literally pay these people, these actors, money. I hope it's good money to get just fucking pelted with bullets. That's a <laughs> from, great question. From like a paintball gun. Can you just like? I'm just gonna Google that. What is what is the pay for being pelted with um, paintball? They gun? better get paid plenty because that that is a job unlike any other. Um, definitely props to them. That's that's a cool job. That's a cool thing. Um, if you haven't done a zombie camp. Uh, search, search one up online. See if you can join one. Um, maybe not now, because uh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. But um, maybe after the pandemic, uh, check out a zombie camp, because they seem really cool. Or look up on YouTube. You can experience one vicariously through a YouTube video. If you want to do that, too. Any luck on the salary? Paige? No. Okay. Um, there's also zombie survival guides, um, which I actually happen to own one. I think I, I still have the book. Um pretty cool they're they're funny uh but actually the centers for disease control and prevention they posted a zombie preparedness article in one of their uh public health blogs to generate buzz about disaster preparedness in general so uh they kind of you know a little tongue-in-cheek humor there by the uh, cdc and p um although the zombie myth has a basis in fact you know there's there's a lot of that history that we talked about today's zombies um have definitely taken on a life of their own. You like that? I did like that. I like that ending. That was really good. Mm-hmm. That was a great transition. So that's that, that's all the history about zombies. Um, and I need to pee, so I'm gonna take a little break. What you doing over there? Don't worry about it. Waiting for you to get back so I can do my part. I'm so glad that I'm done talking for the yeah, rest of this episode. Fucking me too. As beer I number was two. Yawning. Paige isn't gonna have another one because she's not a fan. That's disappointing. I don't like it. Her first ever beer, and you hate it. I'm an honest person. You know this. Oh, that was a way better pour. There's like no foam on that. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good. That's pretty solid, actually. I was going to make an inappropriate joke, but then I remembered like... He <laughs> <laughs> just choked on foam. <clears throat> so, are you, are you ready for my section? Let's do it. So, since I was debating, like I didn't know what I wanted to really cover, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like stories that you can go into like you brought up that woman who mm. died but she magically appeared but there was no guarantee like a her. real world story kind of thing yes mm. so i didn't know if i wanted to do actual air quotes here documented stories uh-huh. 
um, or if I wanted to touch on something in real life. And I figured because I'm terrified of it, I'd rather do something in real life okay. just so I can scare myself more. Perfect. I just felt like that was a great plan. I'm going to sleep fine. Tonight. Let's roll with it. Okay, cool. So <laughs> there are numerous types of insects and also aquatic creatures of some kind that can zombify in a way hmm. other animals. So they would be considered parasitic. Mm-hmm. And you've seen in like a lot of movies, there's a lot of ways for you know zombies to happen. So mm-hmm. a fungus, a toxic gas, mm-hmm. a plague of some kind. Mm-hmm. So the way that these insects work and these, I guess, I don't know what you would really call. It's not a crustacean, but there's crustaceans involved. I don't even know what a crustacean is. <laughs> it's a type of crab. Okay. So... The first thing I'm covering is called the Crypt Keeper Wasp, which spooky. Ooh. And the Crypt Keeper also terrified me as a child as well. So That sounds dope as hell. Yes, yeah, so I actually have a picture for you. So look at that dude. Oh Jesus. So they are well, only... hold on. Hold on, hold on. Oh my god. They are only the size of a pin. Really? Like a little thumbtack. Okay, because I was, I was imagining this thing like... Like massive. <laughs> like right. the size of a beer can. <laughs> right. I hate wasps in general, but it's the size of a pin? But it's, yes. And the, okay, can we also comment? It's very pretty. It's blue. It's beautiful. It's blue and like iridescent. It's like translucent, yeah. Not translucent. Translucent is see-through. Okay, fine, you don't fucking know words. So, this parasitic wasp is fucked up. Mm-hmm. Which most parasitic things are. So this one... Which most wasps are. That's, you know, that's a good point. That's a solid point. I take that back. Mm-hmm. Any wasps that are listening, we don't Y'all like you. Y'all are fucked up. Yeah, we don't like you. No. So this parasitic wasp preys on like a specific subspecies of wasp. They're like another parasitic wasp, but they're parasitic to trees. Okay. Right. So they like plant... Well, well parasitic inception the, yes. going on. So what they do... The species that I'm not talking about. Right. <laughs> Let me keep it straight here. The species that parasites or has a parasitic relationship with trees uh, lays their eggs inside of a leaf and it forms what's called a, a gall mm-hmm. or a crypt if mm-hmm. we're talking about the crypt keeper wasp. Mm-hmm. Right. It's super cute, right? Mm-hmm. Adorable. Exactly. Bring the whole family. <laughs> so they lay their egg. And they would normally chew their way out and mm-hmm. go on and live their shitty little wasp lives. Mm-hmm. Like little assholes. Mm-hmm. But when the Crypt Keeper wasp becomes involved, it comes over, finds the gall, lays its egg either next to or inside of the previous species of wasp's egg. Their larva. Okay. And then that larva eats its way up and out of the head oh of the God. of the tree parasitic wasp's egg. Yes. Pretty I have a diagram for you too. <laughs> so it what it does is normally it would chew its way out and then leave the leaf. It would leave the gall. Mm-hmm. What the parasite does is tells it to not chew as big enough hole as it normally would. So its head gets stuck. Like a wine, like a cork in a wine bottle. Oh, wow. It like plugs up this exit from the gall Mm -hmm. and then the parasite climbs out of its skull. It eats its way out of its head. Wow. Yes. It's super fucked up. Jesus. You want to see the diagram? Yeah. 
That's insane. It's pretty fucked up. So it shows you. I mean, I've heard I've heard of stuff like zombie ants and stuff like that, but I didn't know like that much went into like it it like it mind controls it to tell it not to. So like, they actually don't know what it is that it does that controls it. They to, don't know to tell if it, it to tell it to not bite a large hole for it to escape ju- yes, just its head. They don't know how it does it. That's wild. They have no idea how this wasp controls the other wasps to do it. Hmm. From the articles I've read, which the most recent article I could find was from 2019, an older article was from 2017, and they still you know still don't know two years later. Interesting. So this is the diagram. <clears throat> but it literally just chews its way out of the other wasp because it's small enough. Isn't it wild? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at its little head. So there's actual ways of zombification in real life Oof. that make it more terrifying and it makes it more scary for myself. Mm-hmm. So my segment is shorter than yours. My segment's always going to be shorter. I have another story, <laughs> but my segment's shorter. You should uh, tell your other story. So basically, and, and they've actually, they've been, they've done a test. Hang on, I have hiccups. And a burp. Beer will do that. Yeah, it does. So there's actually a test done that um, they took this subspecies of wasp, this parasitic wasp, mm-hmm. and found out that they don't prey on like one specific species of wasp they prey on six different species of wasp okay which is strange because usually there's a co-evolution between a parasite and a host they wouldn't usually bounce around from like host to host they Mm. just they're like opportunists Mm. they parasite like six different species of wasp Hmm. but they refuse to go towards anything that's so like the gall where they lay their mm. egg. They won't go for anything that's furry or anything with thorns. So like they did a test. They're like, how do they go after these, you know, uh, these eggs? How do they know where to look? They actively look for something that is easier to get into. Sure. So Makes they look sense. for nests that are easier. I guess you could call them nests. They look for galls mm. that are vulnerable. So that species specifically looks for them. It was like this weird level of co-evolution where they were just like, yeah, these guys don't lay their eggs on um, prickly things, so I'm going to go ahead and just uh, kill your baby. (laughs) Opportunists. Interesting. It's fascinating. Isn't it? Creepy, which is what makes me think like, and granted, there's, there's different things. There's a lot more. There's fungus that can control them. Like everyone's seen, I feel like everyone's seen the zombie ants. Yeah, 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 because that's the first thing that came to my mind um, was like the some kind of spore or something like affects the the mind of an ant and then it it causes the ant to crawl up like the stem or like a tree or like a plant. So you're combining two different things. Okay. So there is a parasitic or well a fungus really. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't really call it parasitic, I mm-hmm. guess. A fungus that's sole purpose is to constantly reproduce and they use ants to do that. Mm-hmm. They different ones mm. um i can't remember the actual latin name for it so i'm just gonna call it zombie fungus you? yes how dare Gosh. i not know latin uh, an almost extinct language i thought you were gonna come prepared for this podcast yeah you didn't even look up why zombies eat brains so if you want to go ahead and take that hypocrisy out the door thank you mr voop so back mm-hmm. on my track mm-hmm. 
Where was I going with this? <laughs> I was combining two things, which I didn't even know. Right. So there's different kinds of fungus. So the one you're thinking of is actually a parasite, I think a worm, that goes into a caterpillar, gets it to engorge one of its feelers, and pulse. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then a bird will come eat it. Mm-hmm. And then yep. that parasite yep. um, has... The droppings from the bird. Yes, and then, and then it, the yep. caterpillar eats the uh, droppings. Mm-hmm. And that's I've, actually something similar that happens to roly-polies. I've seen that. I, I, I distinctly remember this um, this video that I watched. It was like an ant, and he he was... I don't know if it's similar, but he was like standing on the edge of a leaf, and like he was taunting, essentially, you know, saying, Hey, all you birds, come eat me and shit, um, to come by and, and eat the ant, because it was making itself more vulnerable by standing out on the edge of the leaf. And then it was like... No, 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 no. I remember it was like stemming something from its skull. Do you remember that? That's what I'm talking about. It's or well, there's there's ants that have a fungus that break out of their yeah, like grows their out of their skeleton. Yeah, yes. that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, there's plenty of pictures of that online if you look them up. Mm-hmm. It's um, just ants with like fungus growing out yeah. of them, and what they do is the fungus has the ant um, basically lock on to like a leaf or something, mm-hmm. um, and it dies. In lockjaw. Yeah. And then the fungus sprouts from it. That's what I was saying about. Um, but yeah, you were you were saying that a lot of people already should already know about or have seen that. Like more people have seen like that ant video um, than they would know about this this wasp that yes. you're talking about. So yeah. So the wasp I just found more interesting. But like yeah, like if you look at pictures like this, they like die with yeah. their mandibles yep yep what locked. did you what did you look up on google zombie ants zombie ants google zombie ants and you can look at the same picture we're checking out yeah but you'll see this the like it's a fungus growing out of it this yep. long stem with this bulbous um piece of fungus that's like growing out of the side is the ant dead at that point the ant is dead okay so that's... it dies in lockjaw okay interesting which is super messed up mm. i mean i'm not a huge fan of ants but no offense, ants. Are ants. pretty cool. I mean, they're cool. They can lift, like, what? How much times their like body weight? a thousand weight? times their own weight? I, feel like I just made up that number. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's wrong. Well, no, a thousand's an actual number. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> right, you're correct. Uh, but they also, like, like build bridges and shit. Like, have you seen, like, oh, ants, yeah. like, get together and, like... like Look, we've all seen Ant-Man. Go across a body of water and shit. I have not seen Ant-Man. You haven't seen Ant-Man? <laughs> So my other story mm-hmm. is, and I wanted to go different with it, because like usually when you think, when you think zombies, for me, I think um, parasitic funguses. Like I think parasites, funguses, worms. I did not know that barnacles can do a form of zombification. I don't even know what a barnacle is. They're those little dudes that attach to like uh, yeah, boats. Um, yeah, I, th- I know what a barnacle is. Oh, I d- are you I d- sure? I actually had to think about it. I just responded. I don't even know what a barnacle is. I just responded to what you said without actually thinking. I know it. Yeah. Like they attach on like whales and shit, right? Or like boats. They can go on to whales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're, um, I, I wouldn't really call them parasites. Just a part of the ecosystem, I guess. An, but they can be an, an annoyance. Like a, an annoyance. Yeah. Yes. Um, the oven beeped, which means it's pizza time. Yes. Excuse us while we eat pizza. Okay, barnacles. Yes. So this species of barnacle, which I'm going to butcher the name, but it's S-A-C-C-U-L-I-N-A. 
So I don't know if it's one say of the. It. I don't want to say it now. No, you got to say it. <laughs> but I feel like I'll be it's wrong. in your notes. You got to say it. Oh, it's in your notes. You got to say it. I feel like it'll be like, like one of those weird words that it's like you pronounce with a ch. Like but the it's... 500 weird words I said in my. Yes. So that I like just completely butchered. Either you say. How it... would you say it? For me, I want to say like with a cuh. So like. Okay. Like saculina or something. That's but exactly I feel... how I would say it. But I feel like it's something else. Well, for all intents and purposes, it's seculina. Yeah, as of right now, it's seculina. Uh-huh. But it's probably like sassulina or s- or satchelina. Or it's like lina. You don't even pronounce it lina. There's so many ways. The S is silent. <laughs> so it's... I found this article, and I love the opening, so I'm keeping it. It says, it's a story of crab meets barnacle. <laughs> <laughs> so but with a twist. <laughs> so the female... Saculina, Saca, Aculina, Lena, Lina. Dracula. Yes. Following. Barnacle. Wants to nest inside of crabs. Okay. But for some reason, it just loves crab. It's got to go inside crabs and to make I its love nest. Crab, too. crab is delicious. Crab is amazing. You're right. We mm. should become barnacles. Yes. So it looks for a place to like get inside of the, the crab, which this can take a really long time. Okay. She's got to work for it, basically. Yeah, it sounds like it. So what they do is, let me find my, my point. Mm. So she like basically settles down onto the crab and like gets rid of her barnacle body. Like she's just a little gelatinous lump okay. that like attaches to this crab. Does that make sense? Yes. I have a picture of them with it. But basically what they look like is a tumor coming out of a crab butt. <laughs> Why the butt? Do crabs have butts? I think crabs have butts. Okay, look at this. Looks like the worst case of kidney stones. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. It looks like a giant tick. That's what it, Seriously, it looks like... Oh, like I hate... Like, I, I don't know what it is about ticks. I can't... Like, if you look up a picture, like, just a giant engorged tick. That's what it looks okay, like. Okay, those are nasty, though. It's disturbing. Okay, so... That poor crab. She burrows into the crab. Mm-hmm. Grows until she infiltrates every crevice of the crab's body. Through its butt. Through its butt, which this can take years, like Sounds I was like saying. Sounds like your date the other day. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I'm sorry, continue. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so this can take years, but eventually, this, the blah, 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 saculina, aculina. Is big enough to inflate her bulbous reproductive structures mm. through the crab's abdomen, so microscopic males can fertilize her eggs. So she like opens this crab up like a party, and it's just like, "Come in and fertilize me. This is a free clinic to get at my eggs." Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> little crab house party where everyone's just like, <laughs> That's what they're like. They go. We're here to reproduce. <laughs> Tiffany always throws the best parties. <laughs> Once that happens, mm-hmm. her crabby host stops molting and growing. And then all it does is eat and take care of the parasites. So it basically eats out all of the crab's reproductive organs and creates it as like an egg factory for herself. Okay. So that's all the crab is in charge of. Like, they completely take over this crab's body, mm. this poor crab. Mm. Tiffany the Saculina. God damn it. 
Yeah, fucking Tiffany. Mm. Always always getting into trouble, that little scamp. Oof. So she devours her reproductive organs. Or his. Oof. They didn't really specify the gender of the crab. Mm-hmm. Seculinas don't pick. Right. All inclusive. Exactly. They're not judgy. So then the babies are incubated inside the crab's abdomen. Mm. And since part of her is inside the crab's brain by now, she also hijacks its egg-carrying behaviors, which you can have male and female do that because the males know how to care for the eggs as Mm. well. Uh, And then basically disperses them. The seculina. Yes. Mm -hmm. Disperses the eggs. Mm Mm-hmm. Which will all off, all fly off to go take over crab bodies. So Tiffany, the Saculina, breaks into yeah. their little shell body. Claws in a ruckus. Eats their reproductive organs, takes mm-hmm. over their brains, and turns them into little walking nurseries. Wow. And then has all these people come in, all these little Saculinas come in and not wiping their feet on the <laughs> doormat to fertilize and get their, their Saculina sperm everywhere. Damn. Yeah, Tiffany sucks. <laughs> why is why is it? I feel like you have if to give it a name. If your name is Tiffany, we're sorry. Okay, There's not you, Tiffany. Not just you, like Tiffany, Tiffany the Saculina. No. But um, yeah, yeah, that's what happens. I didn't I, see. I didn't even know there were so many. Like again, I knew of those ants that everyone has seen a video of with that thing sprouting from their skull. I didn't know there were so many, like freaking crabs, freaking wasps. Like however. How many other, like, animals, like, fucked up animals are there that, like... I don't know if I call it fucked up, but, like, you question, what is the purpose of that? Just to to, to reproduce. This organism right. that, that takes over, all it wants to do is find a host and multiply. Right, which is why over. everyone goes down that path with zombies where it's, you know, that person is gone. They're just a walking corpse mm. that's sole purpose is to eat flesh or brains. And then my question is going to be, you know... Why? What is that purpose? Mm-hmm. And then you have to like get deep with it and be like, oh, well, maybe not everything has a purpose in life. Maybe some things just exist to suck. Mm. Not to say that zombies are real, but let's all pretend that they are mm-hmm. for the purpose of this conversation. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, that I don't know. And I mean, in the research that I did, I didn't really see anything that uh, that you know um, poked out at me that. Uh, that really explained why brains, why human flesh. I think it was just from the incarnation of zombies, just, you know, introducing these things and, and having this new concept that no one had seen before. They needed something that they did that was evil or vile or disturbing or disgusting um, in order to make them appear more grotesque and, and, I mean, give them something to do. It's like, I mean, if they weren't eating flesh or brains what they would just be like kind of walking around and they'd walk up to you and be like sup which i get that <laughs> and they wouldn't I'm they Chuck. wouldn't do anything you I'm know Chuck it's the like zombie. they need they need a reason to to be you know feared which i get mm-hmm. you have to make it like well i mean i mean a reanimated corpse i feel is scary on its own yeah, sure, they but I mean, if, if if people quickly realized that they weren't they weren't in danger and they just kind of hung out <laughs> It would probably smell like rotting flesh. It would be pretty... Like that would lower your property pretty value. Pretty unbearable. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to handle that either. So the fungus I was talking about, mm-hmm. again, I'm going to butcher this name, yep. is Ophiocordyceps unilateralis. Bless you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Gesundheit. That was, that was a lot. 
so there are different, um, I guess, categories or subcategories or species in the family, whatever you want to call a family of fungi. Um, it could, they're they're living. I feel like fungi. I feel like we could no, they're no no no. <laughs> I feel like we could say a family of fungi, mm-hmm. just because they're all in different ones. I was looking into it and I was like, if this infected a human host, you know, would this do anything to them? No, we can eat them. It would do nothing to us, and it's and it's because the human brain is it's so complex. It's because we're fucking awesome, all right. Sure, it's because the human brain is we're so complex. We're top of the food chain. We don't let nothing fuck with us. I don't know why he's talking still. <laughs> so, compared to an ant, obviously the human brain is you know a far lot more, more complex, evolved. There's more to it than I mean, I like to think I'm forage. smarter than an ant on good days. I question days. that. On good days. I have my days. I question it. Yeah. Me too. It's okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we can actually eat things that these fungus that infect ants and cause them to climb up leaves, bite down, mm-hmm. get lockjaw, and then become a little gardening pot. Would you want to? Do they taste good? I feel like there are some instances where you can. Like, you know, put them in a cast iron and, like, fry them up with some olive oil and some garlic. Are you just really thinking about this right now? I'm really hungry. I can tell. I can't wait for this pizza. So there's, I have to look, but there's, like, a ton of fungus in this um, subclass of fungus. Okay. The fungus class is the um, Ophiocordyceps. Mm -hmm. The unilateralis is the one that specifically targets ants and is, like, a parasitic or... A fungal zombie. Okay. Yes. Oh, a genus. A genus of the family. That's what it is. Sure. Yeah. So the the full family is Ophiocordyceps to something. <laughs> Good job. I nailed it. <laughs> so it was first described in 1931. So it's been around for a while, but there are 140 species that grow on insects. Like in total, or of just just this one genus? It can it's just this genus. Wow! It contains 140 that can grow on insects and control them. And we can eat all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I can try all of these. <laughs> I can fry all of these up with garlic. <laughs> so I'm assuming you know there's got to be one on this list because it's a very extensive list of yeah. ones that are poisonous. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like something that turns an ant into a zombie. Mm-hmm. Won't do shit for us. Mm-hmm. But then I feel like, what if somebody like went like super evil villain, took this fungus, genetically mutated it, and made it so it could infect a human host? Why hasn't anyone done this yet? It's such a good idea. Patent. Nobody Scientists take that. We're copywriting it. it. Wow. We're copywriting it. <laughs> That's our idea. Nobody can take it. So. That's our idea. <laughs> We're going to take over the human population. Exactly. Fuck it. But I love that if like you look it up, it's like, can this infect humans? One of the articles I found said, no, not at the moment. <laughs> not, not right now. We'll get there. Maybe later. If Jurassic Park has taught me anything, <laughs> is that if there is a morally corrupt scientist, there's a way. There's a way. That's scary, though. Like, it is scary. We don't know. We truly don't. Well, I mean... We could turn this into like a conspiracy co- like podcast where we're all just like, do we really trust the government? It's going to happen. Who's listening? The third eye. <laughs> Illuminati, Illuminati, Illuminati. Oh, God. 
but that's it. That's my segment. Wow. Yeah. It's that's pretty outrageous. Again, I I didn't uh, I didn't know there were so many. I mean, I'm sure there had to have been more than just the whole fungus affecting a, an ant and like growing a stem from its head. An um, ant can lift five thousand times their own body weight. Okay, I was off by a factor of five. So, I just wanted to answer that question. I feel like everyone was on the edge of their seat. Five thousand is that. also a number. Yeah, that you didn't make up this time. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's yeah, that's pretty crazy. Nature is scary. Nature is scary. And I'm it, it's it's things like this where I'm very fortunate enough to be uh, again top of the food chain. You know, for it's now, like for now, yeah, where it's like. We we are the best of the best and the greatest organisms out there. And I mean, we've got, you know, our own problems, but it's we're not dying. We're not ants that are dying from this zombie parasitic fungus. Um, and it makes me feel good, you know. When life feels shitty, just remind yourself that you're not an ant that can die from a zombie fungus. Or you're not a, a wasp that can get your head stuck in a leaf and... Uh, you know, have someone uh, grow, literally grow outside of your skull. I think that's the best way to look at it. If you mm. believed in reincarnation, just be grateful that you didn't get reincarnated oh, as a, a parasitic wasp. Well, I mean, you never know. Like, when your life is over, there's a chance. I mean, I if you believe in that shit, wasp. you're really going to, you're going to draw the short straw and it's going to be a shitty time for you. It's probably only going to be, it's going to be a very short life, but it's going to be a fucking awful short life. And then just hope you get reincarnated after that as like a kitten or something. Cause oh, that's great. that's the way to come back. Because that's, that's what we all want to be is just cute little kittens. Yeah, at the end of the day. Well, what did you think of the beer? I liked it. Um, I'm obviously still drinking it. I'm on my second uh, bottle. It's good. It's not... Um, I wouldn't put it at the top. Excuse me. I wouldn't put it at the top of... Um, any sort of ranking. I mean, it's a good, it tastes like a pale ale. It tastes like an IPA. It tastes like many IPAs that I've had before. Um, but I'm glad that I tried it because again, I didn't even know zombie dust was a thing. And I'm glad that this episode allowed us to, (laughs) allowed us to discover. That felt like a very much like (laughs) the more, you know, (laughs) it is, you know, that, uh, three Floyds, they got their shit down. They know how to make a good beer. Um, I, I, I've had Gumball Head before. I've had, uh, what was the other one? Yum Yum. Yum Yum. I've had Yum Yum before. That's a very good one. Um, and uh, I'm pretty excited to uh, to try uh, more craft beer out in our in our following episodes. So this is a good one. I want to try something that's a little less known. I'd like to get... Oh, of course. Yeah, like to get real weird with the beer. But for Absolutely. me, I, um, I'm not a fan. I don't like hop. I really don't. I'm not an IPA person. Right. It's not my I thing. Knew that. I like knew I, that going into I can kind of so. like power through it, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I feel isn't something you should ever say when you're trying to enjoy a beer. <laughs> because I do. And I'll just I'll fucking drink. Yeah, it. I, mean, I guess I'll fucking drink, I'll drink it. I can drink it. It's okay. Um, uh, yeah, I mean you have a third of a glass left. Yeah, really. I know. I couldn't even finish the bottle. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's a little sad. I mean, hey, nothing against you, Three Floyds. You're you're doing a great job. Yes, no insults on that. You're, it's, you're, just, it's just my personal choice. You're doing a way better job than uh, any of us could, uh, either of us could, at, at making beer. Um, I think it tastes great. I think it's a really good pale ale. Um, I don't see uh, I don't see an IBV on this. Um, I don't think it's even printed on the label. I'm looking at it now, but. Um, I would say it's pretty high, maybe 
six seven percent. It's got some. Uh, it's it packs a punch. It's good. You could just um, be a lightweight. Uh, I also know another. Um, well, I haven't had anything to eat today. I had like I had some leftover pasta for lunch, and it was a, v- a very small portion. Again, which is why I'm very excited about this pizza. There you go. Uh, Paige just looked it up. It's six point four uh, IBV. Um, or I'm sorry, I've been saying IBV. It's ABV, alcohol by volume, um, six point four percent. Not bad. Um, but uh, I also know there's another type of beer that you're not a huge fan of, um, and that's uh, porter or stout, mm. uh, like Guinness. Um, I mentioned to you uh, sometime last week that I had uh, well, actually I, I restocked my Guinness stock in the fridge. I've got four more cans of Guinness. Um, I forgot about how much I love Guinness. Guinness, I did not forget how much it's you love so, Guinness. It's just silky smooth, and it doesn't. There's no bite to it. We'll have to do an episode where you pick out a Guinness, and hopefully, I like it. Well, I was kind of alluding to next episode. Um, I, I know there's, you know, you're not a huge fan of that kind of beer, but that's going to be our next beer. Is it's? Um, I don't. I think it's a porter. It's either a porter or a stout. They're well, very, don't say the name. They're very similar. No, no, you got to tune in for next episode. Um, you know, figure out what our, what our beer is. Hopefully you can, uh, you know, uh, buy some and enjoy, enjoy it with us. I don't know how that would be possible since you'd be listening to it in real time as it would come out. So you'd have to like listen to the beer segment up until the point where we mention the name of the beer that we're drinking. You'd have to pause it and then get in your car and then drive to a store and buy it. Dedicated and, fans. And then come back and pour a glass and then, you know, play the podcast, which by all means, hey, if, you know, I, we, we support we that. We support that decision. Um, but, yeah, it's either, a, it's either a porter or a stout. Um, I'm really looking forward to it because I, I love that kind of beer. I think it's going to be great. I'm looking forward to the next topic. Yes. Um, I am, I'm a huge fan of the next topic. And, actually, I, I was the one who picked zombies. Um, the, way, the way that we, we kind of plan to structure our episodes is... Um, Every other episode we switch off. So uh, one of us picks an episode, and then that person who picks the episode picks the beer and then does the story so that the other person does all the research and background in the middle. So I actually picked zombies. However, uh, Paige was the one who who picked our first beer and did our story. So um, uh, we're off to a great start, apparently, because <laughs> we already f- fucked up the format. We're already following our format uh, The, the format of, uh, of the first two episodes. Um so next episode, I picked the topic. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. You picked the topic. Yes. I picked the beer. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to, to diving in and uh, discussing this because it's, it's definitely more of a niche uh, topic than, than zombies is. It's something that uh, not a lot of people uh, would really know about or have a lot of information about. And I think the story, um, the stories that I picked out are, are really interesting. And I... I haven't asked you about how your background is, um, but uh, I, I mean, have you? How's your background? <laughs> I mean, my personal background. I mean, I've got <laughs> a mother and a father. Uh, like, like your background for the episode. Like, how's that coming? Oh, are you I'm finding? Done. Oh, you're done. Okay, I'm perfect. Done. <laughs> so you, you were able to find a lot of information yes. about it. And, okay, that's great. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm never going to cite my sources because I'm terrible at have that. I, but have I cited? Well, actually, I You know, did. I did, a little bit. Um, you're like a little nerdy kid in class. <laughs> well, I, I feel bad because I feel like a lot of the history and background, 
we're pulling a lot of information that have has already been reiterated or you know put online for people to read anyway. So really, you could you could go on out online and search zombies and click the first few links on Google and be reading the same things, sometimes verbatim that we're reading. Um, but really, I mean, why would we make you do that when you can just tune into this uh, awesome podcast? Yeah, and, awesome and podcast. listen to us talk. A wonderful and, podcast, really. And, and drink beer and uh, hang out with with y'all. You know, mm-hmm. it's a fun time. Um, I'm definitely looking in, uh, looking forward to next episode. We plan to release episodes every Wednesday um, around noon. Uh, hopefully, this episode will come out on Wednesday. Um, we're just getting started with obviously episode one. Just getting started with the podcast and. Um, uh, creating all of our social media platforms. We hope to have a Facebook and Twitter and things like that that you can follow us on. Um, he likes to plan things out six steps ahead. I, I really do. I like to be ahead of the game um, because I, I don't like having to scramble for things. It's like, as you know, we planned out this whole episode. We plan to have it released Wednesday. I like having things, you know, organized. And it's like, okay, we know what we're doing. makes us seem a little bit more credible, uh, a little bit more interesting. Um hopefully you, you can appreciate us more for the work that we put in. Um, we also uh, plan to have a Patreon um, that we're going to, we're going to launch as well. Um, again, we're, we're in the very um, introductory stages of this. So um, right now our ideas for Patreon is like, if you'd like to suggest a beer for us, if, if you have um, a, a really good beer that you would recommend, or you'd like us to, to try on a podcast, um, you can you can you know throw us some coin and we can go out and buy it and uh, and try it on the podcast and we can shout out shout you out you know like so and so Tiffany uh, recommended Tiffany uh, the Seculina Tiffany the Seculina recommended this beer for us today and it's so and so and same thing with story topics it's like we're gonna we have a list of topics that we've we've come up with uh, beforehand for episodes but if you want to suggest your own episode uh, topic of what you think would be a cool topic to cover. Uh, something scary or, you know, ha- having to do with anything horrific, anything like that. Uh, you can go on Patreon and do that as well. Um, We're also hoping to, on the first of the month, start a story channel. Well, I guess story episode mm-hmm. called Flights and Frights, mm-hmm. uh, where we read any friends, family, uh, fans, fans. Mm-hmm. Any of their stories of being haunted, scary experiences, mm-hmm. which you can submit your stories to, what is it, beerandfearcast at gmail.com? Yeah, that's our, our email. If you want to submit um, if you want to submit your own stories, which we highly recommend you do, we, we could never have uh, enough stories. Uh, right now we have one. We have one story. Actually, no, we have two stories. Um, so we, we definitely need more for, for next episode. Um, you could submit your stories, your own personal horror stories or creepy stories, anything that you've encountered uh, yourself throughout your life, um, anything you find scary or horrific. Uh, it's beer and fear cast, B E R and F E A R C A S T at gmail.com, beer and fear cast at gmail. Um, feel free, you don't have to pay us anything, whatever. It's just any, open to anyone if you want to submit a story. Shoot us a quick email. Put it in the subject that you know this is a you know F and F or you know frights and flights story uh, that you want to submit to us. Uh, we'd love to read your stories on our podcast. Um, we'd love to to shout you out and and uh, make you known that that you are a fan and a and a dedicated listener to us. Um, so please, by by all means, you know send your stuff. Taking a quick break. We also ask that you recommend a beer. Oh yes, uh, explain that. 
So whenever you submit a story, if you submit multiple stories uh, or you submit just one, we ask that you recommend a beer for us to drink with. So that's where the flights come in. We're each going to have four different beers to sample. Uh, did you explain how the whole uh, the flight thing? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, um, every uh, Frights and Flights episode, um, instead of a beer, um, instead of one beer, we're going to have four beers. Um, hopefully have four stories uh, for each episode. And uh, each story will we'll mention you know who submitted the story. And we're going to talk about the beer that you recommended with that story. We're going to have a flight of uh, four beers, and we're going to try each one after each story. And uh, I'm really excited about that, too, because, um, I mean, go out to any restaurant or any, any, any pub or any brewery and you order a flight. It's a, cool, it's a cool thing. And I like that we have our own little flights. It's a, like a wooden thing. We've got four glasses in them, and there's some chalk, and you can write the names of them on there. Super cool. Um, we're very excited. Um, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Uh, thanks for sticking around if you've made it to the end. Uh, that's insane. That's miraculous. Uh, um, props to you for, for enduring uh, this however long it was uh, episode. Um, but we hope you enjoyed listening. Um, we hope to uh, release a new episode every Wednesday, and we hope you tune in. Uh, any questions at all? Any comments? Uh, if you want to shout us out or whatever, beerandfearcast at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, that's episode one. Thanks for sticking around. That was beautiful. <laughs> oh gosh. I got sweaty ears. Swears. <laughs> what are those? Swears?